BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. She's 2002 hot. He's not a faithful old lady fucker. Oh my god, boy, Jamaican! Is that like adrenaline? Because his breath could knock a buzzard off a shit wagon. And that guy is quite the looker. Hello and welcome. We're back. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I'm your host, Brian Beckner. Stoked you're here. Stoked everybody's back. It's episode 26. We're fired up. We're ready to go. Big stuff happening. Um, FYI, there's a new mailbag up on the site with some really good questions, including one that I found particularly interesting and responded to as such. Uh, wedding etiquette, which I don't feel gets talked about enough. We're talking about getting invited to your bro's wedding, canceling weddings. Can you bring a date or not? The whole deal. So that's kind of an interesting question uh, that we answered on the mailbag. And so send us more emails and we'll answer them in our mailbag, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. Also still, we have a fancy sex column. I know I've been saying that for a while. You know, I, I get busy. Uh, we have a fancy sex column going up this week, but I want more sex and relationship questions because that we're going to start doing a lot more fancy sex, fancy sex at theballerlifestyle.com or send them to mailbag. Sometimes we get mailbag with fancy sex and we sort of have to split them up. Um, so you can email either address for either column. Not even sure why we have two. I, I read them all anyway. Um, today on the show, got some hot sports topics. Uh, there was a, a horse ran for the triple crown. What if a horse ran for the triple crown and nobody gave a shit? Well, that happened. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. The owner, California Chrome, apparently ran for the triple crown. The Belmont didn't win. I saw that there was tons of traffic. Apparently, 100,000 people went to that horse race. You know you can like bet online. You don't have to actually be there. Also, it was in Maryland of all places. Um, so that popped off. Also, and I'm not sure if this is true, but Ed Daly told me this, and I'm going with it. There's a World Cup coming up, the soccer one. And I don't, I'm not even sure how that's possible because I think it, they hold it every four years, and I think there was one this year already. It's like every time they tell me there's one, I thought there always just was one. 
But there's a World Cup. It's in Brazil where all the hookers are transsexuals, and it's not going well for them, and it never does. And also in our sports topics, uh, I love this kind of backroom inside baseball, except in this case it's inside football type of discussion. Deshaun Jackson, late of the Philadelphia Eagles – now of the Washington Redskins, I think, uh, is suing his agent or his agent, wrong, his age, former agent, Drew Rosenhaus, is suing him because he apparently bribed him into becoming his client. And that's kind of interesting to me how that all that stuff works. It's shady. It's fucking dirty. And uh, it, it's an interesting topic and something we, we're going to talk about later. Um, also, Non-sports today, retirement sex. It's pretty gross. Somebody sent me a very, very gross video this week from like a documentary. And I think it was called something like 31-year-old guy has 91-year-old girlfriend. And it was super – it seemed real. It was from like some documentary. And you know documentaries are real when they have a British voiceover. Like that's – shit is on. Oh, they – oh, this this is like from the BBC and shit. It's like they got a British voiceover guy. They're doing some real hard-hitting news. And this had a British voiceover, so I know, knew it was serious. And then it was some 31-year-old guy talking about how he's into super old elderly broads and he was making out with some 91-year-old lady like and enjoying it. And I'm not into that. And I re- I'm not into you guys sending me that on Twitter because I watched it and it freaked me out. Anyway, there was there was some outdoor sex, some pe- some some oldies. One of only one of them was old. Some old lady got popped more ways than one. Heyo, having sex outside at her retirement community, and I'll, I'll give you one guess what state it happened in. So we're going to talk about that retirement home sex, assuming there is such a thing. Uh, Also today, The Bachelorette is fired up. Shit is happening on The Bachelorette. The Bachelorette is fine, by the way. Um, I'm not like a super aficionado of previous Bachelorettes, but uh, from the few I can recall, I mean, Andy Dorfman blows them away. She's got a kicking body. She's doing big work. She's weeding guys out. She's going on boring dates, pretending that they're interesting. She's dressing up like old people on dates. It's all happening. The Bachelorette is really getting rolling. And we're going we're gonna to do something special. We're going to talk about The Bachelorette, as we always do, in Fancy Pop with Fancy Sauce. But today, special guest, surprise guest, our other resident Bachelorette expert and sports media sports radio icon jason stewart makes his triumphant return to the baller lifestyle podcast to sit down and have a round table with us about the bachelorette so be excited for that fancy pop with fancy sauce and jason stewart uh joining me now as always i've i've been vociferous enough. I'm spilling voluminous. I'm making words like crazy when really I should be introducing the true star of the show, everyone's favorite, Ed Daly. 
How are you doing, Ed? I'm doing well, Brian. Uh, I, this weekend, I took in one of the great things that New York City has to offer. That is a Miguel Cotto fight on the eve of the Puerto Rican Day Parade. How was that? Now, that was shockingly. I I like to watch boxing, yeah. but I don't like to pay for boxing. So if you're having a if you're in the Southern Orange County area and there's a big prize fight on a Saturday night, and I don't have my kids that weekend, call me up and I will come over and watch the fight at your house. But have good snacks because I don't pay for fights. And this, I was surprised. I was surprised about two things about this fight, Ed. What? One, it was for a title. Right. There's so many titles floating around. That's true. There, I had no idea that there was someone called Sergio Martinez that is a type that held a title. And he's a legit two, fighter, though. That was he's he's legit. As much as there are, yeah. There's about three legit fighters, <laughs> but I I know what you're. He's a legit second tier fighter. Right. Um, I didn't. I was bummed that this. I guess because it was a title and because Miguel Cotto's. Apparently a big enough draw. This was a pay-per-view fight. So I didn't see it. Tell me, how was it? What was it like? Well, the, the, the good and the very good aspect of it is if there's one thing we know, it's that Puerto Ricans love all things Puerto Rico. Oh, that's for sure. They have a lot of national pride. They love having CDs hanging from their rear view mirror with the Puerto Rico symbol on it. Yep. They love flags. They love wearing um, – Roberto Clemente jerseys. I saw several Carlos Beltran World Baseball Classic jerseys. Oh, that's awesome. And But the best part was clearly lots and lots of hot Puerto Rican women dressed like complete hookers. Mommies. Oh, Puerto Rican mommies. Exactly. Short shorts, Ed. They have some short shorts oh, with their big old boobies hanging out of them. Short dresses. It was, oh, yeah. it was pretty impressive. I would say the downside and, – and, just the atmosphere. I mean, it, Madison Square Garden essentially turned into San Juan, Puerto Rico that night. Oh, yeah. Because sure. people are in town. They're geared up for the parade the next day where unspeakably terrible things happen. Um, yes. But they're they're on their best behavior as long as the good guy wins, I think. Um, and it's, it's always a great atmosphere. So I try to go. He's probably fought there five or six times in the last decade, and I've caught – Almost all of them. Um, and he, he took care of business that night. Yeah, he had three knockdowns in the first round. He was yeah. he was on fire. Uh, he, yeah. He looked much better than he has in the last, you know, five years or so. Sure. But uh, the downside is an incredible, a staggering amount of jorts. A lot of Puerto Rican capes. Like, at one point, I had a cape kind of... The guy kept standing up, on and you. his cape kept, yeah. like, landing on my leg. And it was like, all right, bro... Come on, enough of that. Is that is that a tribute? Well, was was there any Hector Macho Camacho tribute haircuts? <laughs> uh, possibly. I'm not sure if they were intentional or unintentional, but yes, right. there were several. Um, and a new trend that I maybe it is a Puerto Rican thing. A lot of vaping. Oh, that is. E cigs. Yeah, lots of vaping all all yes. over the place. Yes, um, that is a terrible, and we've we've just this was discussed in the mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. dot uh, com. This is a new trend. People are really, really proud to have their big digital cigarettes. They look like big chrome dicks, and everyone's shoving them in their mouth left and right, and blowing out tons of vapor shit that cannot possibly be good for you. No, 
but yeah, it was fun. Uh, oh, the one big downside is, you know, in sporting events, like, you know, after the seventh inning stretch, they're going to cut off beer, or the fourth quarter, there'll be no beer served. Yeah. They just, Madison Square Garden just arbitrarily said 11 o'clock, and I didn't know this. There was no posted <sighs> sign. And I show up to get my last round of beer before the big fight begins, and it's cut off. So a, a dry title fight for me. So the – I mean I had a few the, pops during the uh, undercard, but of course that was you did. it. The beer, the beer sales finished before the main event popped off. Yeah, that should be more prominent on the scoreboard. That information should be more prominent than like the height and weight of the boxers. I absolutely agree with you, especially on, on a big port, pre-Puerto Rican Day parade. Yeah, I was taking my time too. I easily could have gotten it, but I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think about that there was some sort of arbitrary time. So yeah, and it's New York. I thought anything went in New York. Wait. I thought New York was kind of like Mexico. Like there's not really any rules. Aren't the bars open till like four a.m.? I think even at least four a.m. But yeah, yeah, if you walk outside, you can. You can pretty much go a- anywhere within a hundred feet and drink till four a.m. But uh, I think this had to do with the hourly employees, the Aramark employees. Oh, that's right. yeah. Well, that's yeah. Union yeah, dues that had, I mean, that had nothing to do with New York City double rules. time. Yeah, oh. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So how was uh, uh, how was your weekend? Uh, my you know my weekend was the same. Nothing too exciting happening here in SoCal. My I'm you know I've been a lonely man. Ed. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've been having I've been a lot of alone. home games, a lot of home games. Yeah, I've been alone for many months now without any companionship. I am not, you know, I have a special lady in my life. My special lady has been away on business for a quarter of a year. Wow. And I am true to her. I would never. I have no wandering eye. I am in a committed relationship, uh, so I've been doing a lot of stuff by myself. A lot of stuff I'm not proud of by myself. <laughs> like what, like like uh, paint by numbers kind of stuff. Um, you know, <laughs> it's kind of like, like you familiar with the game Solitaire. <laughs> do you, yeah. Do you do that with a deck yeah. of cards? It's it's much like that, except it's there's no deck of cards. Right. There's just more lotion one. than cards. Yeah, yeah, or oil, <laughs> oil or lotion. I go oil. Uh, so I had that. Luckily or happily, my alone time is coming to an end shortly, mm-hmm. and hopefully, um, I won't have this, these extended periods of alone time anymore. So we have that to look forward to, and next week, special. In studio, fancy pop related. Wow! In studio, fancy pop, and in studio, fancy pop for the foreseeable future. So, show note, fancy pop. Um, Ed, tell us. I, I previewed at the beginning of the show all sorts of shit happening in sports. The Triple Crown popped off this weekend. Tell us what is happening in the world of sports. Number one, California Chrome owner Steve Coburn was, and also. Uh, Wilford Brimley look-alike Steve Cover <laughs> was an incredibly sore loser at Saturday's Belmont Stakes. He was when his horse failed to win the Triple Crown. Coburn's horse lost to Tonalist, a horse that did not race in the previous two legs of the Crown. 
a steaming Coburn screamed at an NBC reporter how tonalist win was a coward's way out. Brian, is there anything better than seeing a man with a bushy mustache and a 10-gallon hat fuming? It's pretty sweet. I do like that There's there's been some more, like, homesy, backwoodsy, homey-type uh, horse owners these days. Usually it's, like, super fucking rich guys Baffert. that... Yeah, Baffert, the trainer, like snooty dicks. And the last couple of years, there's been like some normal looking horsemen out there. And this guy was one of those guys. It was two huge fat guys that owned the horse. And it was kind of funny to me because this guy's all pissed off, even though the sport has, that's been the rules of the sport for like 700 years. Right. And I, I just like anytime you see a guy with a giant hat and a mustache going crazy. There's some yeah, maybe it's pretty good. maybe it's you know it's conjuring up my love of Yosemite Sam, but there's there's something special about seeing a guy lose his shit when he looks like that. He he had a very pink face too, so yeah. I imagine he fancies a, a nip here and there and whiskey. May, may have, yeah, may have been a little loose part of the start of the race, but it's like. Even I knew that if a derby horse doesn't win, the owners a lot of time won't run them in the other two races because there's no real upside to doing so. So they wouldn't have any horses if you were the rules were you run one, you got to run all three. Right. Yeah. The, half of them would die. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not that they care about the horses' deaths. Of course. Yeah. Um, and wh- one thing I advise everybody to check out is he went on Good Morning America to apologize about it. Uh, th- this was good. And job. he cried. He cried like a bitch. And it, the best was when he goes, I want to apologize to the world and to America. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> not to get I nitpicky love, here, I but I'm that. pretty sure that's a little redundant. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, and the bigger point for me is some horse from basically where I'm from was running for the Triple Crown, and I could not have given less of a shit. (laughs) Can we please stop trying to – every year they're like, this is going to do it. Horse racing's back. No, it's not, and it never will be. I I enjoy a little day – I I enjoy a day betting the ponies, but at the same time, I couldn't give a fuck about – about really any characters or specific horses. No, of course not. They're, and 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 we should not feel sorry for this guy because he bought the horse for like eight grand, and he's going to make millions having this pimping the horse out now for stud fees. Oh yeah, those stud fees can be like a hundred and fifty thousand bucks a pop. Yeah, he's going to make staggering amounts of money just and just whoring his horse out. The horse can go like three four times a day. Ugh. And he sexes six days a week. Yeah. So he's living he's, the dream. He's impregnating mares for a big, big clip. So good for him, California Chrome. Uh, Ed. Next up. What else is going on? This week, I am told the World Cup kicks off in Brazil. Brian, on a scale of zero to zero, how excited are you? I am could not – like. <laughs> When you talk World Cup, I'm thinking, oh, Rugby World Cup, because that's the only World Cup I care about. I could not possibly care less about the soccer World Cup. I know it's the most popular sport in the world. People love pointing out, oh, it's the the world's uh, most popular sport. Ed. Well, not here, it isn't. Bigger than the Super Bowl. Did you know it's bigger than the Super Bowl? Oh, they love it. And the the Olympics and blah, blah, blah. No. 
Stop it. Nobody cares. Uh, and uh, seriously, I'm always shocked when there's an Olympics or a World Cup because they're every four years, but somehow it feels like there was just one last year. Yeah, it feels like it was played in April. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, didn't we just finish one? Or they're like, <sighs> World Cup Brazil. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that was a good one. And they're like, no, it starts in like two weeks. And I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure it was like last year. And you get these turd Americans who try to like get in with the lingo and they're like, oh, you, you oh, got yeah. your kid? You get, yes. You're wearing your kid? Yes. Oh, they're on the pitch? That's and everybody everybody just watches that clock just tick upward with no stoppages. Yes, yes. And we're just playing extra time. It's like, well, there's either three or seven minutes left. Oh, it's the worst. I, I'm going to have a I'm gonna have a column out on the subject, uh, probably by the time this posts. Oh, I can't wait to read it. The the, uh, the other thing, the one referee, the field is the size of Rhode Island. And there's <laughs> one fucking guy running around there. Handing out cards, and oh, also by the way, he's the timekeeper, right? Like, yeah, he's about, he's the how, one who knows what how much time's left. Yeah, how about we divide that guy's duties? Like, I don't know, well, maybe we get two guys out there to run around, like hundred percent less or fifty percent of the work for that guy. Like, may, I don't know, maybe get three three guys to run out around on that giant field. They only got one, and how about somebody keeps the time? Like upstairs, so we all know <laughs> while we watch what time it is, what how yeah. much time's left in the game. No, and and we gotta count time. upward, so we gotta do math <laughs> too. Upward. Yeah, we gotta do math. Wait, yeah. there's 90 minutes in the game, and we're at the 72 minute mark. Like <laughs> fucking math. I mean, the only way this sport could be, the only way this sport could be entertaining is if you are near, uh, you're just ossified drunk, yes. and then you gotta do math. No, because it's so boring. Like it's the worst. I mean, I've watched it. Italy, I think, is known for this. Italy will go down there, they'll score a goal. And then the whole rest of the game, they won't even run to the offensive side anymore. <laughs> they'll just stay on their side and keep stealing the ball away. They won't even try to score anymore because one is an insurmountable lead if right. all you do is play defense the whole rest of the time. I, I don't know what the final tally was, but I remember during the last World Cup, like halfway through... Somebody said the average score, the average goals per game total was like 1.1. Yeah, exactly. This leads me to my other, my biggest soccer gripe. Offsides. Offside. You get a penalty in that game for being better than the defense. You're, it's only fair to let guys stay in front of you so they can defend you from scoring a goal. Isn't the idea to run past them? Like, yeah. the, like who's a receiver? Eric sure. Decker doesn't run out for a pass and stop so the safety can get back in front of him. <laughs> Weird that I thought of Eric Decker. Yeah. That's well, the it's, first it's guy that of, came to mind. Yeah, I, I mean, it might be indicative of some, some shit you got going on in your head. Is it because he's handsome? Well, I was... Yeah. Okay, all right, no, okay. Well, yeah, oh, because he's got... I would have like said Mary Deshaun Jackson or something. I would have oh. said Deshaun Jackson, but you went with the uh, the white guy. But that's oh, is he is he is he completely white? Is he one hundred percent white? I, he went to University of Minnesota, I believe. So yes, he's completely white. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen him without his helmet off. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Eric Decker was my go-to receiver somehow. And also, it took me twenty-eight seconds to think of one <laughs> receiver in the NFL, and it was Eric Decker. So huge right, sports fan over speaking, here. This is a sports talk show. Speaking of wide receivers, oh yeah, that's a segue. Deshaun Jackson is fighting a ruling that was handed down by an arbitrator earlier this year that says he owes Drew Rosenhaus over a half million dollars. His reason 
it, the, re- the reason he's fighting it is the money Rosenhaus gave him was illegal. Jackson claims Rosenhaus was paying him to be his client and not loaning him the money. One such payment was $50,000 in a Louis Vuitton bag in a Las Vegas gas station at midnight. Jackson then fired him the next morning. Brian, is any transaction legit if it involves a bag of cash in a gas station parking lot after midnight? Ed, I don't – I need a minute to recover because I, I for one am shocked that Drew Rosenhaus of all people, basically a caricature of a greasy agent, would stoop to the level of handing someone a bag full of cash. I mean he he's the guy who would go on the Brian Gumble sports show and brag about what a piece of shit he was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, see the great thing is like I used to sit on the college players cars so they couldn't get to from yeah. the locker room until they talked to me and I was breaking rules for them but I they knew I would take care of them when they were pro like he's that guy. Yeah, he's, he's I think he's a, the you guy. Yeah, he he capitalized on the Miami teams with uh, Sean Taylor and and uh, Warren Sapp, Warren Sapp, yeah, all, all the all the studs when they were winning national titles. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't. And this Deshaun Jackson, what your team, Washington yeah. Redskin, Deshaun Jackson. He seems like he's also a pretty unscrupulous individual. Like the Eagles, straight up cut his ass and didn't even try to get anything for him. Right, and he easily could have gotten something. Yeah. He's one of the better receivers. Like, I can't think of a lot of receivers in the NFL. Like, I couldn't say a lot of their names, but I know he's one of the better ones, even though he's little. He's really fast. And he's, like, at the peak of his career right now. Like, you don't just give a guy. That move doesn't happen. No, never. No. In the salary cap era, you don't take a hit if you don't have to. If a guy can still play, you use him, and he's under contract. Uh, And there are no winners here. Obviously, there's just sad dudes with designer valises overflowing with cash. I, I, it does make me happy to think Drew Rosenhaus just got completely stiffed. Yeah, but he's and also he's so slimy. Like most, I know I have a friend of a friend who told me a story. They're an entertainment lawyer, and they got stiffed by a major client mm-hmm. for a lot of money, like a household name didn't pay a bill that was more than seven figures. Oh my. And they were just like, whatever. And people were like, aren't you going to go after them? And they're like, it's not, it's not worth it to us there. It's too, it makes us look like we're trying to get money out of people. It's just not good for our reputation. So we're just going to let it go. Guys like Drew Rosenhaus in a similar business are like, fuck it. I'm going to sue this guy. I'm going to talk about the sacks of cash I gave him. I'm going to do things that make me look slimy because you know what? I am that fucking slimy and I don't care who knows it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's a piece He's, of shit. He is. Yeah, and I like that Deshaun Jackson. I mean, think of just what lack of ethics you would have if you just accepted 50 grand in cash and then you fired the next guy the next morning. You fired him. Yeah, exactly. Like, like it's, d- doesn't have a care in the world. Yeah, I'll take that money. Uh, okay, Ed. Good sports stuff as always. Now let's talk about old people having sex. Um, mm-hmm. That how does you also saw that video? That disturbing, disturbing video of yeah. the thirty-one-year-old guy with the ninety-one-year-old girlfriend. A lot of tongue kissing, and then they show him transitioning because he's not a faithful old lady fucker. 
he was with a 68-year-old lady, and he's mounting her on the kitchen counter in that same video. Yeah, he – well, the thing is, I mean, if you're with – if you're into that, I mean, there's a good chance you got to keep a few around because they're going to start <laughs> falling off at some point. Well, the right. one was 91. I was surprised she could even walk. If you're going 91-year-olds, I, I wonder if Pittsburgh's the place you should be trolling for these ladies. That's, that's – well, I mean, I don't really feel like there's any good places to score 91-year-olds, yeah. Ed. It's going to take a lot of Iron City beer to, to work up the courage to and, bang a 91-year-old. Yeah, and, and they were doing stuff. stuff. Yeah, they yeah. were doing it. Yeah, she was she was very graphic talking about very. what happened. Yeah. Uh, well, they're not alone because some couple – I'll just read you the headline. Couple allegedly has public sex at retirement community and – not shockingly, this took place in Florida. A resident of Florida retirement community was allegedly caught having sex outside with her younger lover on June 2nd, according to a police report obtained by the smoking gun. Margaret Ann Clem, 68, and David Bobelia, 49. That's a t- near 20-year age difference there, Ed. Yeah, that's a cougar. Were charged with indecent exposure and disorderly conduct after being allegedly caught sans pants in the square of the villages in Sumter County, Florida's friendly friendliest retirement hometown. Ed, this comes on the heels of a 72-year-old man who allegedly got the <laughs> cops called on him by his wife because he asked her to hook up with his sisters. Are should we be allowing old people to have sex like this, Ed? <laughs> we should. We should because I want everybody to be happy. But we need to just sort of create a uh, – almost like a uh, – I don't want to say a prison camp. But we should, we should say if you want to be sexually active, it, it needs to take place in this padded cell. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. And they need to be like, de- you know, these people are carrying these. Turns out, like old people, you spend enough time on this planet having sex, you're gonna get something. Like it's just, just the odds are there's a lot of people walking around with something. And if you're old and you have sex for a long time, and you're gonna have sex with somebody else that has something. And turns out, a lot of these olds have the herp, the gonorrhea, the chlamyds. All of them. VD. Everyone if, you can name. I've, I think it's – it's they should change the name too because they said it's the friendliest retirement hometown and they're breaking up sex. Yeah. Like, that, yes. Not, not very friendly. They're not friendly. I mean that lady – I'm just looking at the picture now. 68-year-old Maggie Clem. She looks uh, – to put it kindly, she looks like an aftershot of a meth – picture yeah she doesn't she doesn't look good she's not like a good looking 68 year old no she looks a little she looks a little tired but you're right ed i like how this happened in florida where you can murder somebody in the street like nbd and and these two you got can murder your kids yeah and these two got arrested and booked inside a retirement community yeah, yeah. hey barney fife it's florida they were probably sexing outside because every available inside was a crack house, Ed. 
Or people in the retirement homes were, were playing bingo, and so they needed somewhere to go. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't have that many spots. I mean, maybe Barney Five could tell the old goat, old goat, to roll up her cans and hightail it inside for some <laughs> yeah. retirement sex in one of those stand-up bathtubs with a door. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no need to holler downtown where there's actual crime <laughs> being committed, like everywhere. Like, how about the, you know, just do that thing where they. Where they tap them with the, their little stick that they carry. Yeah. And they're like, okay, move it along. Move it along. Yeah, move hey, it along. Too drunks. Stop yeah. having sex. Move it along. <laughs> Cover up the yams and, and move it along. Ed, this leads me to a new – this is a good segue to a new segment on the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm just spitballing titles, but I say we call it How Fucking Old Is This Guy? And <laughs> this is – this. Is this was born from you and I? We lost our beloved TV dad Conrad Bain a couple years ago, and both you and I we had this discussion. We were shocked. He was like eighty three or something when he died, which was crazy because we thought he was like seventy nine in nineteen eighty one. Right, but he would he would have been like in his early fifties at the time and late forties. And that was shocking to us. And it's happened recently. Casey Kasem, who I thought was 79 years old in 1985. He's still with us, but he's only like 83, not that old. Who, who, who are some other recent ones? And B Davis just died at 88. Now yeah. that's a nice, that's a nice long life. Absolutely. But that means she was only 43 when the Brady bunch premiered. Think 43. About- <laughs> She's five years older than I am right now. Think about that for a minute. She, I thought she was in her late 60s. I, How- I cannot believe that, that I am similar age to her in what? the Brady era. Yes, it's crazy to think like everyone was so goddamn old back then. So we figured we would do a segment where each of us would bring up a celebrity and we would try to guess how old they were. Our new segment, how fucking old is this guy? <laughs> uh, you got one, Ed, or do you want me to go first? Why don't you go first? Okay. This person, you, if you're like me, you were watching the love boat as a young man. And sure. this, this person would show up on the love boat on the regs. She never, I don't know if she ever had her own thing, but she would show up on a lots of other people's things. She was a saucy Latina. Still coochie, is. Coochie, coochie, coo. Is that what we're talking about? Still is a saucy Latina. She's actually a very accomplished classical guitarist. You should watch some of her videos online. Of course, I'm talking about household name, Maria del Rosario Mercedes Pilar. Martinez Molina Baeza, otherwise known as Charo, Spanish-American actress, comedian. I I wouldn't know if I'd call her a comedian. And flamenco guitarist, Ed, how fucking old is Charo? All right, so let's do some quick math. Uh, I'm going to say The Love Boat was – a lot of what we watched was probably reruns, but – I'm going to say an average year for that was 78, 79, yeah. and then I was catching reruns in the sure, early 80s. Sure. Yeah, early 80s. All right, so let's say right, I'll even give her 1980, and she looked like, okay, 1980 was 34 years ago. I'm going to say she she did not look very young then. Of course not. She looked 
she looked a little cougarish. She looked like she was, you know, an uh, an aging woman who was that was trying a little hard. I'm going to say at the time in 1980, she was 40, 44. I'm going to say now 45. I'll say she was 45. Add 34 years. That would make her almost 80 years old. I'm going to say she's 79 years old now. <laughs> Ed, uh, there's some disagreement in the Internet's assessment of Charo's age. We could have a published age situation, but she was born either in 1945 or 1951. Take your pick. That makes her either what? 63 or 68 years old. Even if you took the older age, that would make her in 1980, not even 40 years old yet. She oh, was no. in, she was in oh, her no. 30s at that time when we <laughs> thought she was in her 50s. Charo, only 68 years old today. Knowing this segment. I was I was skewing a little younger. I was originally yeah. thinking fifty, and then I started skewing down. I thought she was about fifty in nineteen eighty when she was actually about thirty five years old. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think that would have been a safe bet. Um, all right, the guy I've got, well, I could go in two directions. I, I I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a a nineteen eighty six movie. There was uh, a, a, a very good comedy where Rodney Dangerfield goes back to school, and he had a son. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Jason, Jason Mellon. He was played by the actor Keith Gordon. Okay. And he didn't – his son didn't – his son didn't really seem like he was a college student, but that's what we were given. So how old is Keith Gordon right now? This is tough because he was playing a college freshman. Right. Which would have made him 18 years old. But he looked about 40 years old at the time. He looked shockingly too old. There was there's very little grass on the island green up uh, up top. Yes. He he was balding. He was pasty. Um, so I, I could guess him older than he actually is. I'll say that when he was, he was playing 18, he was actually about 27. What year was that movie made? Like 1987? 86. 86 to now, 86, 96, 2006. So that's like 28 years ago, 28 plus 27. He is 56 years old today jason mellon is 56 impressive he's 53 whoa (laughs) so he was only 24 he was was 25 at the time he looks he looked 40 years old that was such an odd thing that in the 80s when they would cast people in high school let's not forget uh gabrielle carteris that's a good one she was far too old james spader (laughs) <laughs> in the movie Pretty in Pink, was supposed to be in high school. Wow. He play, and his name he had some real douchey name like Steph or something. Linen, linen suit Jones. Yeah, he not only did he look far too old to be in high school, he wore linen suits. They're like, let's 
pretend that this guy's 39, his actual age, and we'll just put him in high school and just have him dress like he normally dresses. The, the 80s were like that. There uh, was a lot of way too old people playing way too young. Well, I'm I'm excited. That was a good segment. Uh, Charo, Jason Mellon. Uh, I, I'm, now I'm kind of like stressing out about what to look for next week. Yeah, any, any suggestions you guys want us to point out, uh, send it into the mailbag and we'll, we'll be happy to address. Absolutely, yeah. We want we want your uh, your how fucking old is this guy submissions definitely. <laughs> All right, Ed, it's time. We did our thing. Our, our thing was fucking amazing today. Yeah, we. I, I, it's hard to believe that we pretty much conquered everything there is to know in in this short a period of time. It's, I mean, it, it's it's hard to believe, and it isn't because we're us. True, but True. let's get let's get to the second portion of the show. Where we talk about all the stuff that we don't know about. I mean, I know about The Bachelor because I've been watching it. And I know you have too, Ed. So you're going to be excited about this. <laughs> and special guest today. So without further ado, let's go to Fancy Sauce. Joining us now, everybody's favorite. The one that keeps us abreast of all things happening in pop culture. Nobody, everybody emails me constantly saying we need more fancy sauce on the show it's the number one segment that we have and she's here to join us now for fancy pop it's fancy sauce how you doing fancy hi guys hey, fancy. hi i'm good i'm good i'm excited that this is my last um out of studio recording that that was discussed in the first oh, was portion yeah. of the show. We mentioned that I had been spending a lot, a lot, <laughs> a lot, nearly a quarter of a year, yeah, alone by oh, myself, do, doing doing things alone, mm-hmm. that I, playing I, not, cards, not yeah. proud of, do, doing things solo that I prefer to do with a partner, right? With just a, any partner, or. Well, no, that was also covered. How I'm, I'm true <laughs> with I'm, Charo. I'm with true Charo. to my. I'm a committed man. I'm Aww. in a committed thing with a special person, and I have not been. I've remained true despite the long absence. Mm-hmm. So, special preview next week. Get excited because we're going to have a special in studio fancy pop and in studio fancy pops for the foreseeable future so that's exciting very exciting that is almost as exciting as and i know you guys are aware of this special guest this week joining us our other resident bachelor expert the bachelorette is fired up there's a bunch of tools on it there's guys tattling on each other there's guys brooding about their dead family members there's a Unfortunately, one guy passed away. He's not there anymore. There's all sorts of stuff happening on The Bachelorette, and The Bachelorette is fine. Um, I'm really into it, and so I thought, hey, we got one Bachelor expert. Let's bring on another Bachelor expert. And, of course, I'm talking about media icon, sports radio legend, Mr. Automatic, Jason Stewart. Jason, how you doing? My goodness, I can never live up to your introductions. It's 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 always so uh, humbling uh, that I and and it actually makes me fired up to do an even better job. So I just want to say hello to everybody, and I I have not been on since the draft scan draft. How do you pronounce that again? Draft Stravaganza. Draft Stravaganza, and I got so much positive feedback. Uh, my Twitter just blew up, and uh, I said I need to come on this show, this podcast, more often for my own ego, just to get stroked a little bit more. 
It, well, let me give you a stroke right now. It's it's not out of the realm of imagination to say that you could very likely have won draft extravaganza. Not a day goes by that someone doesn't mention to me Pacific, Pacific Rim. Rim. Pacific Rim is a very well trod subject in my life now. Also, who can forget John Tyler? Some of the great, great draft choices and draft extravaganza so it's really good to have you back jason it's let's talk about some pop culture happenings kate always brings us the good stories let's talk pop culture let's talk bachelor kate what do you have for us today i got a few i got a few stories we're going to talk about quickly because we really want to get into the bachelor we've got two uh two bachelor episodes to recap so um just quickly halle berry who is a very attractive Hollywood actress. Um, she's just she's gone. okay. Yeah, you you don't she's not my she's, favorite. She, really? She's not my what? Favorite. She's not my favorite. Okay. Like she, oh. she's got she's got she's, a, she's got a nice body. She's pretty, but she's not doesn't. I like somebody with a little edge. I like somebody with a little something happening. And she seems very dull and boring to me. So go on. She's hot um, though. She's attractive. Yeah. Okay. I would go. I would say she's spectacular looking. She's okay. She's got a, she's got a smoking body. She's and, and it, she's really pretty. We have a, if we I have a if I have an opinion on this. I would say that I would say that she's a classical, and you hear this a lot. She's two thousand two hot. I mean, yes. she, she's that. Yes. She's that's the category <laughs> I put her in. <laughs> that's exactly true. Tell us, you, Kate, you got, what okay, is well, hap- who, what's happening with Ed's favorite Holly? Halle okay, Berry? after nearly two years in a child support case, a settlement was reached, um, ordering uh, Barry to fork over. $16,000 a month to the father of her six-year-old daughter in, in, like uh, in child support. Wow. It does That's, seem like a lot. That seems like a lot. Well, let me let me just – I mean I, I don't want to weigh in from personal experience. But if but, you ever end a relationship with someone mm-hmm. and there are children involved, it, it would behoove you not to be the person that has the most numbers on his or her – in my case, his W two yeah, that year. That's right. Because you're going to be paying, and this is tough for Halle Berry because Halle Berry's not breaking any blockbusters anytime soon. But she's probably made a nice living in the past, so now she's paying the dude. Also, what kind of fucking man takes money from a woman for child support? Guys, go ahead. Yeah, he seems like the worst. But in general, Ed, Ed do you have thoughts? Well, my thoughts are that she must be just the worst to be with because think of how many guys have had to escape that relationship looking the way she looks and not one of these guys can stay with her. She she was once married with David Justice. Yeah, 2000, when she was 2002 hot, she was married to David Justice. What <clears> happened uh, with that R&B singer? What was his name? Eric, Eric Benet. She had Eric to pay Benet. him too. But wasn't he weird? Yeah. Wasn't he – didn't he do something really I think odd? I think he was cheating on her. He yeah. was he I think he, he was, was a sex addict, wasn't he? Yeah, he was the guy that got sick or am of I remembering sex wrong? with Halle Berry. Jason, what are your thoughts? Halle Berry, sixteen thousand dollars every single month to a dude for one kid, right? One, one kid, kid and the dude the dude is like a model or something. Like he's, he's a, really good looking. He's, he's a, a Frenchman. He makes yeah, money. He, she he's has probably she pays so she pays so aside from paying nearly two hundred thousand dollars a year in support, she's also responsible for um, her daughter's tuition. 
and oh, yeah. all of his attorney's fees, $300,000, um, and some retroactive child support, like 115000 So, I mean, there's like, there goes like 500 grand. Yeah, she should have settled. Uh, Jason, your thoughts? I mean, the only thing that I could think about, you know, and I've obviously been in this situation too. I speak from personal experience. And um, I think about, I kind of um, uh, move forward with this. And obviously she's on the hook until the child turns 19 or goes to college, whichever's first, I think the article said. And I'm thinking right. when she's when she's doing, you know, a, a guest appearance on your run-of-the-mill sitcom That's in, exactly in, right. in, in 10 years for, right. for, you know, for scale. Is she still on the hook for this money or is this something that, that we can continue yeah, to go she's... back to court and negotiate? I mean, this is a serious question. It doesn't make sense. She's got X-Men clear. money, Yeah, though. that's not clear in this, in this article. That is a that is an excellent story. But I I'm happen... sure she could go back to court and revisit the settlement. The terms I, of the, the settlement. Sh- she definitely will. I happen to know. Sure just have to a, pay for it. I happen to know a guy who knows a guy that is the attorney for a someone who was a very very prominent film star in the late '90s and early 2000s, and he had a big, huge, massive series of blockbusters. And then he got fat and lost his hair, and now he's not – he doesn't work anymore in Hollywood. And But he still pays child support like a guy who was getting paid $20 million to do movies. What does his and name rhyme with? I'm not – I could get in trouble for that, but let's just say this guy was a very Steven well – Steven Seagal? He's a very well-known guy. And he has had to renegotiate, it's my understanding, had mm. to constantly go back and renegotiate yeah. his child support because he doesn't – you only have a short a earning window. Yeah, I bet that happens yeah. a lot. And, and Jason, who has starred in many a Lifetime movie, would – he may – there's a good chance, Jay, that you get a scene with Halle Berry at some point because she's going to need to work. She's going to need to earn. I typically get the stars. Um, you know, you know, everyone reaches that arc where they're, they've reached stardom, right. and they're on their way down, and then they hit a peg or two right before the bottom, and that's typically right when I get them, right there. That's right. Well, sometimes, like you, you worked with LDP, Lou yes. Diamond Phillips, and I wow. feel like you yeah. reignited his career. Yeah, <laughs> I, like he was on the way down. Does a, does a scene with Jason, a star turn with Jason Stewart. And all of a sudden, he's on the way back up. He's doing Trending more stuff again. now. again, yeah. He's on oh, some, some, Jason, some popular Western show now, right? What is that? Yeah. Jason, uh, were, you, were you casting Young Guns 3? I wish. I wish. It was Mur- yeah. Murder at the Presidio, which I think was more yeah. expensive to make. So, so cute of Ed Daly to pretend like he doesn't know what Murder <laughs> at the Presidio is. Yeah, exactly. A movie that everyone's seen, obviously. Uh, also, I mean, you had a scene with Gina Gershon. How was that? How was that, mm. Jason? Again, a, a, a solid 20 years after her notorious uh, lesbian scenes and yeah. earlier work. But I have Bound. to say, she, she is one of these as, as um, showgirls, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Which is really and, and, her finest work. I, no, Bound. I think yeah. Bound is clearly her finest work. I think Fancy's going to bring up an, an actress later on in this <laughs> podcast that that you can't say this about, but Gina has indeed aged well. Like she, so if she's in her early forties, mid mid to late forties, she's she looks, she looks great. She's just she not getting really a whole lot of work. Agreed. I, and you guys, I have to say, which is in that too, movie, which is you, too bad. In that movie you did with her, you guys had 
sizzling chemistry. I would look it up on YouTube. I agree. Yeah, yeah definitely. Okay, Kate, what else? Great story about Halle Berry. Yeah. Uh, feeling bad for her. She's going to have to renegotiate that. And Gabrielle Aubrey, like, dude, she's re- your model. She's, she's with that Olivier Martinez guy now, the other, another yeah. French dude. Kylie yeah, Minogue's she, ex. She, and they've got a baby she, together. So. She loves French dick. And that yeah. uh, Olivier Martinez beat the shit out of that Gabriel. Yeah, they Gabriel got, got in a big fight. And that's why and, – and the judge then denied Hallie um, – she wanted to take the the daughter out of the U.S. and relocate to, to France. And they got in a big fight and the judge denied it. So Yeah, bad idea. I, like if I you, have inside story on that guy, the oh, French yeah? dude. Do tell. Yeah, uh, a, a friend of mine worked on the movie where he uh, had an affair with Diane Lane. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And a, apparently she had to get really drunk before the scenes because his breath could <laughs> knock a buzzard off a shit wagon. <laughs> that's, oh, that's so great. disgusting. That's awesome. Yeah, apparently he was, he was horrible smelling uh, he's throughout French. the movie. He's French. That's awesome. Okay, Kate, next story. Um, Melanie Griffith. As you there may you or go. may not know, has filed divorce. Speaking of aging, yeah. Not well. Speaking of walls being hit, yeah. I mean, really, she should have really thought about hooking up with a Spaniard because oh, they're Randy. Everyone, everyone knows that we they're Randy all know hell. they're Randy. And once you start looking your age a little bit, chances are, you know, he's going to have a wandering eye. I think that's what happened. So. She's filed divorce papers, but she's been seen out and about um, just this week still wearing her wedding band. It's a little sad. Well, hopefully hopefully they can work it out. But I always assume that these European guys, Frenchmen, Randy They're doing Frenchmen, European things. Yeah, the Spaniards, yeah. Italians, and- they all have a thing where it's just understood. Look, I'm from Europe. You're going to get a little older. You're going to take care of our kids. You're going to get a little matronly. You keep the house. She's not matronly. She's still like – I'm looking at a picture of her leaving no. the gym. She, I'm not talking about her face, but her body's still – I mean in gym right. clothes, but she still looks the, pretty good. But these, these European guys can't be tied to one vagina. They need to get out there. They need to do their and thing. Fine. And I just assume that was should, understood. And she could go out and find like a younger boy toy to keep her Absolutely. occupied as Pool well. boy. Yeah. Totally. So uh, she's Ed. looking for spousal support from him. Oh, of course. yeah, because he probably still works. She they wants they got plenty of money, they have though. One, they have one minor child. He's got Puss in Boots money. They've got a 17-year-old that she wants um, custody of, and she wants spousal support. Yeah, I'm, sh- I'm sure they'll work that out, although I, I imagine there was also a prenup involved. Uh, Ed, your thoughts? Well, he is super dreamy. He's getting, he's getting a little long in the tooth. He's, nah. he's, he's 2002 hot. <laughs> I guess I've got I got a thing for 2002. I guess. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Jason, any thoughts? Uh, Banderas, first of all, has always been a little too dirty and sweaty for my taste. He's uh, greasy. He's got greasy hair. I think a very telling part of the the article that Fancy's returning to, uh, I mean, referring to, is that it refers to the actress from Working Girl. That that's how not only how old she is, but how, how insignificant she is. That Melanie Griffith's claim to fame is a movie that was made forty years ago or whatever it was. I thought that was funny. Yeah, yeah. When she, Carly she was Simon definitely did the, the big, She was definitely the bigger star when they hooked up. No oh, yeah. doubt about uh, it. Yeah, he he was he was on his way. He up, was desperado. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. It was all. It was actually kind of a weird because she's. I, 
I believe she's older than he is. Uh, it was always sort of a weird pairing, and I, I assumed it wouldn't last forever. I mean, these things these things run their course. We all know that. Uh, but but good for them. Maybe they'll work it out. Maybe they'll maybe they can come to an agreement where you know he can do his Spaniard things, and and they can stay together for the kids. Uh, great story, Kate. What else is going okay, on next, in the world uh, of pop culture? Um, little Lohan update. You know, um, I told you guys that she'd relocated to the UK. She is hanging out in London, having a good time, and her younger brother, Cody, just graduated from high school, and she couldn't even make the trip back for his graduation. Also conspicuously absent from his graduation day photograph is dad, Michael Lohan. Uh, Michael was busy taking care of the baby he has with his uh, new wife, um, Kate Major, um, because she is uh, doing some prison time for another DUI. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's awesome. Who's, who's in prison? Michael Lohan, his new wife. Or sorry, fiance. They're not married yet. His new fiance, they have a baby together. She's in prison for like her second. She, she violated the terms of her last DUI probation, I think. And now she's doing like 72 days in, in jail. Uh, it's not. I'm. I'm surprised that Lindsay Lohan could even like locate her passport to get over to England. I know, right. I'm not shocked that she wasn't able to find her way back. I feel like it could take her a while right. to get that. Like, she might not have a few an assistant attempts. at the moment holding on to it because I don't think Fancy Matt works for her anymore. Yeah, her she her assistant. I'm going to defend her and his toupee. <laughs> well, okay. Well, yeah, I know what Ed's going to say. Graduations are boring. Go Ed. Well, first of all. The fact that she skipped the graduation for a guy named Cody, I have no problem with. <laughs> Number two, I went to my sister's graduation at the University of Delaware, and their keynote speaker was the goddamn football coach at Delaware. And he sat there in the, <laughs> the blue 85 – Yeah, blue hen coach, and it was like 89 degrees, and we're sitting there in the football stadium, and he's pointing to the end zone and saying, I remember when we had this big play in the 1AA championship. That's great. It was awful. And the, the only thing I was thinking of is if only I had skipped this ceremony. Yeah, college graduations are very long and boring. And side note, I'm bummed they couldn't get Rich Gannon to come talk. <laughs> yeah, uh, so am I. Jason Stewart, any thoughts? Or George Thorogood. Any thoughts on <laughs> Lindsay Lohan not going to her stepbrother, brother's, Cody's yeah, it's her, high school it's graduation? Her full brother. Yeah. yeah, full brother. I, I remember thinking this when I graduated. And then when I went to my sister's graduation as well, it's like. Why why are we celebrating this? It's it's a completion of something that's for most people just a complete given. And there's almost there's there's whoa, almost whoa, no whoa. achievement to this. So it, I, and I apologize to all you GED people out there, but that's my first Thank take you. on this. I mean, if if it's not a huge achievement um, when, nothing Lindsay Lohan does at this point in her life surprises me. But I, I will say this, and I know nothing about the kid, and I'm just going on pure, uh, pure guess here. That child that Michael had to stay with because his wife is in the is in the is in prison. I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm guessing that child will have problems with substance abuse. Yeah. Well, yeah. Good. Do you think? I want, can we get down? Can we go to like one of those? <laughs> British, those London right. bookies, and get down on That's that. They take bets on stuff like that. <laughs> Patties. So it's um, not a stretch. 
No, I don't not, think not so. A stretch. Not uh, a stretch. All those kids are fucked the up. They have already off the board. Shitty fucking parents. I feel bad for all of them. Uh, good luck to Cody and his future, whatever that may be. Uh, Kate, I'm what gonna, else is going I'm on? I'm going to skip to my last story um, just because I want to get into The Bachelor. Um, okay, yeah. so it's been rumored that uh, Robert Pattison is going to be the new Indiana Jones. I'm glad you brought this up. Uh, Disney Disney purchased the, the franchise. So, um, you know, they're looking to probably connect with a younger demographic. What do you guys think about are they, Twilight Are they just Star? rebooting it? Rebooting it or like they're – they're just making a, a new character. No, they're rebooting no, I think it. He's he, gonna be... he will be Indiana. He will be Indiana Jones. Uh, okay, right. I, I have a major. I have a major problem with this. <laughs> Indiana Jones is a charismatic guy. This the guy they picked to play him is the most morose, like slow. Like I feel like he. T- I've never seen him in a movie, but I've seen him around in pictures and stuff. He looks like the most boring, uncharismatic guy. He's very pasty. Uh, this guy is not Indiana Jones. Indiana also okay. Indiana Jones is a fucking man. Like hang on. Harrison I'll Ford. Ca- <laughs> I gotta counter this. Have you ever seen Harrison Ford be interviewed? <laughs> yeah, that's He's true. the worst. He's, really He's got the personality of a wet that's cigarette. True. That guy is just a complete zero. Re- and he made me think, he made a lot of us think he had a personality between Han Solo and Indiana Jones. People thought he was like a cool guy. That's true. And then Slowly, he just chipped away with the stupid earring and his awful interviews. I think, really, we don't know. We don't know. I agree with who could I'm, be a good. I'm not willing to take with, a chance. I agree with Ed, and I think I'm going to counter with that. Uh, our Pat also has um, far more acting chops than Harrison Ford. Well, his taste there. in women, his taste in women, are is it leaves something to be desired. I'm though. not. Here's the thing. My okay, kid, but my Harrison kid loves Ford Indiana is married Jones. to Ally McBeal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Another Calista, parallel. Calista Flockhart. Uh, <laughs> my kid is going to drag me to see this because he loves freaking Indiana Jones. I'm not going to a Robert Pattinson as Indiana Jones movie. This yes, is stunt casting. This needs to be stopped. Who do I call? Jason, you have connections in Hollywood. What do you think about this? Yeah, I, I, I actually have seen him in movies. I saw a couple of the Twilights, and I wow, saw that. you're admitting that. You know people are going to listen to this, right? Yeah, I saw that. Well, he's about to talk about The Bachelor. That's I true. saw that Water <laughs> for <laughs> Elephants movie as well, another chick flick. And, wow. Um, he basically wow. seemed to be playing the same character, and he just plays <laughs> this this vagina, Vampire? this just yeah. pussy that yeah. is like <laughs> – uh, just not appealing in any sense or manly at all. So right. we haven't Indiana seen Jones him. is, a, is we the haven't ultimate seen him in an man. action role, though. We don't know. We haven't seen him in I this know. kind of role. It's, it's just so. even as a even as a vampire in that Twilight, you just wanted to beat his ass because he's such yes. a pussy. Yes, I'm with Jason on this. I, so I agree with Jason. Bradley, Co- right. Bradley Cooper apparently was rumored to, um, you know. Take over from Harrison Ford, which I think better would have choice. been a, a better choice. That seems like a natural he's, choice. Yeah, he might be a maybe a gay man, but I I think that a lot more charisma. That's the rumor. Yeah, agreed. Totally agree with you. I I could go for that. Bradley Cooper for Indiana Jones. Okay, Kate, should we get to it? Yeah, let's uh, let let's talk about the main. Everybody's game, yeah. all caught up, caught up. Ed's been texting me every week all the <laughs> all his notes from the bachelor the guys clearly loves the television show the bachelor right. so many group um, texts about the bachelorette ed yeah absolutely i'm a fan of the bachelorette obviously uh kate get us caught up so, what's going on with the bachelorette 
so much drama in the ABC this week. Um, I don't even Good know. One. Yeah, thanks. I don't even know where to start. We've got so we've got week three and four to recap because they they did them back to back on a Sunday and a Monday night. Um, I thought they canceled this week. No, this was last. They're, they're week. both they did, on they last did, week. Did, don't two. pretend you don't know. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So so um, let's just get straight into this group date with boys to men. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was great. What? <laughs> yeah. They got, they're on the show. Yeah, they they're brought, dating. Her? They brought boys to men on for the group date. To teach these guys how to sing their hit song, I'll Make Love to You. And then they. Those guys are 1992, <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. And then they yeah. performed a concert outdoors in the streets of right. Santa Barbara, and they got the group of guys to come up and sing. And each guy, like, had to sing, like, a oh, line or no. two. And none of these guys can sing. No, it was so bad. Except for <laughs> that the weird opera singer guy, but he sings mm-hmm. all opery and weird. Like, he yeah, couldn't just he, sing normal. He had to sing a lot of like, vibrato. like a freak. He was super creepy. Yeah. He was he was super creepy. Uh, but I like how they like led them into a hall. This very similar to last season on the Bachelorette or on the Bachelor when they when they were introduced to some K-pop group and the girls went crazy like right. they were huge fans of K-pop. These guys All these were guys so excited. They were like giddy. They're like, oh my god, boys are they were like way into How? it. They love boys to men. They're like, oh, that's my jam. They're right, like, right. They How were old like are these women. guys? I thought all these guys were in their 20s. Yeah, they're too young to have known boys to men. Yeah, yeah. boys they to men, not... like, that's a classic R&B group. Like, people know. Like, we know bands that were around before our time. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I think you're giving them a little too much. They were very, they yeah. were very you know, these you guys want to really, get camera time. Markel, um, <laughs> right. Markel might have been the most excited. Markel's like black. Ge- that makes more sense. And he's generally okay, he's I, generally overexcited about everything. But um, yeah. yeah, so it was funny. Patrick, the Newport Beach bro C guy, was like watching them sing, and he's like, "They're amazing. They still got it." And Macklemore, yeah. Macklemore is slightly. Yeah. He's really yeah. sort of spastically overexcited, and he yeah. yells in Andy's ear during the show. He's like, "Hey, whatever happens, this is an awesome experience." <laughs> yeah, he's, he was broing out. Yeah, very interesting. What 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 else happened on the episode, Kate? Well, um, I found it real fast, Kate. If you yeah. if, if I could weigh in on no, that, I think do. that the, the lasting impression that I got from the boys to men thing, first of all, was. Um, you know, you're, you're, there's always those parts in these interviews when they come on and give commentary that you know that a producer just fed them the line. If it's not Definitely. like written off to the side, and one of the dorks, and I don't even know which one it is, this is this was his line in one of the uh, in one of the interviews. <laughs> this is definitely going to separate the boys from the men. Yeah, yeah. Good <laughs> one, God. Oh, no. Zinger, <laughs> such a good um, line. And, and that yeah. there was and, a. Did they bring out the? There was Did a, they bring out the cast of Dr. Quinn Medicine <laughs> Woman after? Or? Well, the, the, the opera, the X Files, the opera singer was like he, the, the the whole underwritten thing about that whole thing was: look, I'm an opera singer, I'm going to win the rose. She is going to be so impressed that yes, I could yes, that I can carry yes. a tune that yes. there's yeah. no way I can't. can't not he get really, a rose here. he really I mean, thought and, that he was like a shoe in for getting a rose because he's yeah. a better singer. Like he thought that's what it Kate, comes down Kate, to. Kate, is that how you? Is that how you choose your men, Kate? Yeah. Well, dancing as well. They have to be oh, able yeah. to sing oh, and okay. dance. Um, Marcus, the guy, like the good-looking guy check, with, the, with, the, with the goatee, um, they cut away to him going, it's an adrenaline rush. Like he couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't even say the word. It's so funny. 
Oh, pretty sweet. Um, okay. Macklemore, so that, so, Macklemore was the worst singer, ironically. Yeah. Your, your namesake, Brian, was pretty terrible as well. Oh, there's a Brian on there? Yeah, there's a Brian. He's, he's a basketball coach. Oh, yeah. He's like from Philly or something. Yeah, and Macklemore's name is Cody. So yeah, Cody. Cody. Ooh, yeah, Cody. Ed, Ed, there we go. Out. Yeah. All comes back. Yeah. Uh, circling back. One on okay. one, one, on ahead, one day was uh, uh, first one on one was with um, Nick V, who who I call Norm because he's like normal Nick, Normcore Nick. He's just he's he's the guy that's playing it real straight and real nice, mm-hmm. yeah. which is which right. is like what you would do if you wanted to win on this show. Like, yeah. don't be a fucking intense weirdo. Like, don't be like Eric the Explorer and take her aside and, like, oh, yeah, that was start weird. telling her that, that, that she's, weird. like, a TV actress and she has her poker face on and she's not being the real Andy. And, like, dude, like, like R.I.P. Eric, but, like, you were intense and really weird. Don't I do mean, that. That's not All those things are true. Win. But you're on a TV show. Like, that's right. the right. point. And, like, you know, he had he, he had some points, but, like, she's on a TV show. Like, this is how it works. She has to kind of, like, she has to give everyone five minutes and be, like, you know, smiling to everyone. This this is my – this is the point I always make, and this this is a good example of it, and I've always made this point, that the, the, the genius of The Bachelor is that it's the one – it's a game show – where the only people that don't know it's a game show are the contestants. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Too true. Continue, Kate. Uh, there's a little bit of drama with um, that guy, Andrew, who he's like a social media marketer from Culver City. And he really sucks. And he's not that good looking. And he's one of yeah, those he's guys. He's one of those guys like Macklemore that they keep around because they have to. Like, you know, like at this point, there's only probably four guys that she's like thinking about. At right. the end of yeah. at the end of week four, there's Josh, the pro ex pro baseball player who, who mm-hmm. talks like real. He has a real urban speak, like urban yeah, dialect. Georgia, yeah. University of Georgia right. quarterback Aaron Murray's brother. I just found yeah. out. Yeah, wow. there's Josh Ed with the knowledge. Marcus, How about that? Marcus Goatee, which he's the first bro to tell her that he is falling for her. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's a play. You don't want to do it too early, though. Brian, the Brian, the the, ba- the basketball coach came in hot because um, they had like a good kind of like date and a kiss. Not good looking enough. And Nick and Nick V, normal Nick. Those four guys are like I don't I don't see anyone else who's like a uh, real. What uh, about Chris the farmer? I just feel bad for him because they just keep cutting away and making him look super simple. Like every cutaway is him saying uh, something really boring and simple. Uh, he's, he's, are you saying are you saying TV producers are making a farmer look simple? I know. I feel bad for him. Or maybe he might. Or maybe he might just actually be simple. But you got to You got to think who can be on but the he, cover of P- People magazine. Who Chris can be the on Good Morning America? Chris the farmer is good looking. He could do it. And you Michelle's know what? Michelle's not a fan. Yeah. Why doesn't she like him? Because he's so boring. He's wooden. He's wo- he, he is pretty wooden. I actually yeah. missed episode two, week two, so I didn't get to see their one-on-one date. So I haven't really they, seen they a lot to of Santa screen Anita. time. I, didn't, I haven't seen him a lot of screen time, but I'm really sad that he's so dull. All right, but well, but get back get back to what Andrew did. For okay, a sorry, so, I got oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, sorry, yeah. I, I segued. So Andrew, apparently Andrew, somebody, some waitress when they were out somewhere handed Andrew her number. It wasn't clear yeah. whether he went after her number or whether she just came over and gave it to him. But I anyway, can tell you. 
he kind of like he bragged about it a little bit in the van on the did. way back. He was like, "Oh, this the the, the the hostess or whatever gave me her number," and just like you would, like so what? And then Pantsapreneur, who I'm not a fan of, uh, and Josh team. Baseball Josh took Andrew aside during the cocktail party, took him outside, and like told him like hey man like you know we just want to talk to you about this because it doesn't seem like you're here for the right reasons right J- jason like how did you bitches. feel about how did you feel about pantsapreneur and <laughs> uga josh coming over and having to confront andrew about getting a number to, to me it was like it, it was just it it was the ultimate like gamesmanship and that and and i kind of have to stick up for the andrew guy and that i guess they waited they waited a couple episodes or i guess in real time uh-huh. maybe a few weeks before they confronted him with this yeah. and at this point it's like seems like a low blow and that totally it, 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 it was it was way back in the past they bring it up to make him look really bad and whenever they get to the phrases I don't know if he's here for the right reasons. I just know that that's pure bullshit. It's like of course. nobody there is there for the right reasons. This is a freaking TV show. You're, you're there, there to get your face on TV. You're there to win. You're there yes. to win. Everyone's there to win. Well, you're so there I, to yeah, at least I, pretend I like you're there to at least give the uh, like you know impression that you're there for the right reasons to fall in love on TV yeah. on a game show. So yeah, like if these- you go outside of those <laughs> rules, then – like you look like an even bigger asshole. Apparently, there's n- yeah. there's nothing worse to me than taking an interest and in trying too hard. And I've said that for a million years. I've said that my entire right. life. These guys try way too hard. They're way too into it, and for that reason, they become less attractive. And Andy will see that pantsapreneur and Josh, well, the baseball player, are going to get. Cut. I don't think Andy. This and, is going to backfire. I don't think Andy and pantsapreneur have a whole lot of chemistry. They had they did had a one on one date as well. D- that where, was a disturbing let's talk about date. that. Which yeah, was let's really, talk about that. Really, Kate, set that really up. Really weird. So they both got taken aside and had like hours of hair and makeup done to age them and make them look like they were in their like, you know, seventies. And then they went on this old, like this date where they like were old people. Yeah, and it, and, and the date lasted for like half an hour. I had to fast forward through it. <laughs> it, it was like stop. never ending. It was them like walking around parks, feeding ducks, getting uh, like the young kids to take pictures of them and swinging on swings and walking all like old and bent over and talking yeah. With old people voices, and it was not sexy. It didn't look very fun. It looks kind of boring. And then, you know, they had dinner afterwards where they were back in their normal clothes, and they kissed. And like they just, there was no chemistry there at all. He's not sticking around. And I, I think day. he admitted to her. He admitted to her at dinner that he didn't have any friends growing up, and that he's kind of special, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, he said, "I'm, I'm, I'm real quirky," or something. Yeah, yeah. He, had, he had admitted something extremely personal. He looks manorexic, and, too. Yeah, and, and there, but there's something about him that there's no way in hell he's getting further than maybe the next episode. And he really kind of, when you're when you're at an, a romantic dinner and you, you want to kind of uh, get to the point and you want to make sure the mo- moment is magic, it's not like everyone ignored me in high school. I was kind of I was my kind parents of a, were, a Yeah, reject. my parents were worried about me because I never had many friends growing yeah. up. And those pants, yeah, like, those, weird. stop wearing weird pants, dude. Like, I get it. Yeah. Okay, you're a pantsapreneur, which what, I, I guess that means you, you make pants for a living. Or, pants. But, like, what, like, stop wearing weird pants. So you're not doing yourself they, any favors. I thought they dressed these guys, too. Can't they be like, dude, what's up with those pants? No. 
like they they just let him. I guess because he kind of makes a fool. He, he I, makes a fool I'm of sure there's like a bunch pants. of clothes for them to choose from. Like here's some hoodies and some shorts from so and so. Like you know, but I don't think they like give them each separate one wardrobe. Like specifically tell them what to wear. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right. at one point, uh, Cody Macklemore has on, like, a hot pink check shirt underneath his, like, <laughs> pleather-like biker jacket. <laughs> yeah, he's, it, Cody has a look. Obviously, Cody's not going to be around till the end. He's mm-hmm. odd-looking. He looks like Macklemore. Mar- Markel, Markel the black, one of the black guys, there's also Ron. Ron still there? Or is Ron gone? No, Ron. Ron bounced. Oh, Ron, Ron, bounced. Ron had a family oh, emergency. That's right. One of his friends yeah. passed. Markel at one point asked Andy what her favorite color is, and she's like, mm, "Is black a color?" And he's like, smiles <laughs> and he's like, "Duly noted." Always bet on black. <laughs> uh, now Markel isn't Markel like sort of wee. He looks like he's like kind of short. Um, I think he is. Yeah, he yeah, might he, be. He looks, yeah. Yeah, that that could be a problem. You uh, you have to think about what kind of you picture the picture on the cover of People magazine, and that will help you <laughs> weed out the who's who of this show. Here's another uh, problem I have. Yep. Okay. Sometimes they have these like set pieces in the show, and they're really obvious. Like they're cheesy in their obviousness, just kind of drive some plot. So there was a bouquet of flowers was delivered to Andy. During a, yeah. um, a cocktail party where she's having one-on-one time with um, Chris, the dead explorer. And it's just like, okay. Eric. Um, yeah, Eric. Eric Hill, RIP. Um, and it's just kind of like, it's obvious that, okay, you're sequestered in a mansion. Apparently, they have no phones. There's one computer. Yeah. They have to fight for computer time. So, obviously, he has had help getting these flowers right. and it, nothing gets by the producers. It's not like a, a, fl- a flower delivery guy yeah. comes at 8 PM <laughs> at night to yeah. this mansion yeah. in Malibu on a hill. And is like, I've got a flower delivery. And the producers is like, Oh, she's right through there. Like, so very, very much cooked. Yeah. It's very cooked. So anyway, Nick B normal, Nick, um, got some flowers to her. And so she's sitting there with Eric, the Explorer, and she gets these flowers while they're talking and reads the card. And she's sitting there smiling and the poor guy's like thrown off his game. It, it would be hard not to be, but those little things kind of bug me a little bit. Yeah. Those, those, those things, if you watch closely, like to dumb people in middle America, I mean, not the listeners of this show, obviously, <laughs> but to dumb people in middle America, not the smart ones that listen to this show, uh, that, that they don't notice those little details. But if you watch closely or not even that closely, it's obviously a very produced, very cooked show. Everything <laughs> happens for a reason. And yeah, little, little, little touches like that are, are tough to swallow um, uh what else kate what uh, else is happening okay so week four um they go to connecticut of all places like that's their, desti- yeah, that's their yeah, destination vacation. Right? yeah and <laughs> like this is my favorite like the the girls on the bachelor do this a lot but it's really it's more embarrassing when you see like a group of um guys getting really overexcited about like a cheesy badly decorated hotel suite in connecticut <laughs> yeah they're super excited to be at dude, the Mohegan Sun. That, dude, it, that is so funny you mentioned that because I, I was going to – this is what I was going to say to you guys about The Bachelorette. And I was going to say one of two things. Did, did you guys see that one episode where whenever the contestant 
got into the new place or hotel room, they go absolutely nuts. They start hooting and hollering right. and start jumping on the beds. Did jumping you ever see on that bed. one? Yeah. Yes. They all like run into the room and pick their bed like at camp and jump on, and bounce up and down on it. Like, this is my bed. Just, so- just overly exci- excited yeah. about a freaking hotel suite. And did you ever see that, that one bachelorette? Maybe Ed saw this one where the contestant – um, doesn't get a shot at the one-on-one, and he's really upset. And the reasoning he gives is because, I, I mean, group dates are fine, but if I get the one-on-one, I could have had quality time with the subject. Did yeah. you ever see that one guy? I haven't seen that episode. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah, they're way stoked to be at the Mohegan Sun, and here they're, like, jumping up and down, there, and one guy's like, this is the nicest hotel I've ever been in. Right. And they're, like, they're, like, jumping around, like, yeah. And all I could think is, here's my impression of every guy that's ever been in any hotel. Cool. Uh, Where's the bar? Right. And scene. Uh, Yeah, way too excited to be at the hotel. Yeah, so who we lost Tassos. Um, we lost Tassos. So she the goes. The two earring so, wedding planner. So finally, sad face Dylan gets a one on one date. Because there has been a lot of t- um, straight to camera with Dylan about him talking about how he really needs to talk about his story yeah. to Andy. Like he really needs to get it off his chest. D- so more more been- like Dylan Downer. Dylan Dylan yeah, Downer, yeah. he's really, he's really been, they've been really building this. So they've given right. these two a one-on-one date. Um, Dylan Downer is from Boston. So they're kind of like near where he grew up. Um, they rent this um, old steam train for the day. Um, which is <laughs> what? This is the yeah. saddest Sorry. date ever. Yeah, had. and they just kind of. This is zoned back in. They, they rented a train. Yeah, they rent yeah. A, steam this train. old yeah. steam train and they take a ride, you know. Through the woods to 1876, right. and I mean, I guess that would be kind of cool for like a half an hour or something. But it seems like they're on that train for a long time, and there's lots of shots of Dylan just like mm. pensively looking out the window and oh looking God, at the lake, so and he's boring. like, are you, yeah. are you, "Is this Dylan McKay?" Dil- yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes, and he's like, "I used to swim in that lake." No, he's like, "I swam across that river. I swam once. across that yeah, pond one time." He's like, "Wow." This is right in my backyard, and I didn't even know it. That's how he yeah, talks. In, and Andy's he's like, from Massachusetts. Andy's it's like, like a state right. away. Andy's just sitting there what looking at profession? him. Like, um, that's a good question. Someone, Ed usually look might, these things someone, up. Ed, you might have to is this the wedding planner guy? No, wedding no pl- Dylan. Wedding planner is Tassos. He gets tossed. Tassos gets uh, tossed at the end of this episode. Yeah. Fauxhawk. Yeah, so they, they have a super sad um, date. Super sad date where finally, yeah, finally yeah. he gets it off his chest and um, tells her that both of his siblings died from drug overdoses, and which is, very, oh, which is no. really tragic. And that his sister died first and then his brother shortly after in November, which is not even a year earlier so he's already on right. a game That's show terrible. um dealing with the deaths of both of his siblings it's really well I, I don't blame him for joining a game show i mean what is he supposed to have a candlelight vigil for a year right. like he does not let him, well let him go live his he life doesn't seem in the best emotional place is all i'm saying 
I think the saddest thing, the the exploitive thing of this, and as Brian stated earlier, the, this entire show is cooked and scripted. So they had the poor guy tell that story twice on camera. Yes. I mean, we yeah. had to hear that fucking depressing story yeah. twice. Enough. Yeah, it's it's really. I mean, the no. Bachelorette is supposed more or less to be like a depressing than watching show. Boys to Men. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, like everybody in your life OD'd. Like that's terrible. That's super sad. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing there? Like she should have given him a mercy kickoff. She should have instead. She gave him a rose. I she totally agree. I totally agree. She should. And he's said, like, this oh. is a pity rose, and she's like, no, it isn't. And she should have <laughs> no, said, no, no, I'm so not the- in a place. I'm not. I can't give you what you need emotionally at the moment. No, so. he's he's years away yeah. from being through the grief. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a pet peeve of mine is when people say. Like someone and I's something. Like Andy's like Dylan and I's relationship. It's not Dylan and I's. Yeah. Like shut up. <laughs> it annoys me. But who, the, Dylan the, and my the, relationship. The girl said yes, this. She, yeah. The lawyer she, said that. She, she needs yeah. to learn how to speak. Yeah. And the lawyer who hasn't worked in over. Right. A year? And I noticed that they only dress her in shorts during the day now. Do well, that's all right. That? She's she's got a fit little body. She does, but there's a lot of yeah. shorts. They need to mix it up with some dresses. That's yeah. That's not a bad idea. Okay, so where are we at? Let's wrap um, this up. Okay, where are we so at on group, the bachelor? Then there's a group day basketball game where you get to kind of see these guys get a little competitive with each other. We also get to see Patrick from the Brosy has that sweet kind of barbed wire armband tattoo. Yeah, that is pretty um, sweet. And Brian, your namesake, he's an actual basketball coach, IRL. Yeah, he so he, he, he balls those yeah, other dudes he balls up. It, and you know, he wins a kiss with Andy from for for his for his efforts. And, and and becomes a contender, I think. I think she now Yeah, he is makes like, a half-court oh. shot. He makes a half-court shot. He impresses her. He doesn't go in for the kiss. Um, he kicks himself for that. So later that night during the um, the kind of cocktail party part of the group date, he takes her back onto the basketball court and kisses her. And so he now ma- she's kind of makes... like, oh, so he, now she's noticed him. Well, she didn't notice him at all before. He, he makes the tried-and-true statement, I have no game, to which I said, oh, I agree. Right. That guy has <laughs> no, no game. fucking game right. whatsoever. He's the guy in his bio that said The Notebook was his, was his favorite movie. Yeah. And if he was stranded oh, on a no. desert island, he'd take, like, sunscreen in the Bible. Of course. So who then? Um, who okay, did so, we? Who do we end up losing? Okay, well, we'll just I'm I'm almost there. Okay. Um, one more one on one date was with Marcus. Marcus Goatee, good looking guy who's got I think he's just such a pussy to me. He's so too like <laughs> he's so soft and like he's got no yeah. he's got no personality. I what they do on their date? I don't remember this date. Um. They do. That oh, was they the one repelling. where they went down the building. They repelled right? off yeah, that tall building. Oh yeah, they and repelled. Was, what the fuck was it's that? It's not a fun activity. Stupid. It's not a fun. Why activity. would anyone do that? It's stupid. They always do this in The Bachelor. So I always thought normal Nick would be the first guy to tell Andy that he was developing feelings or falling for her, but Marcus beats Marcus beats everyone to the punch. You know, during the the dancing part of their dinner date, he um, whispers in her ear that he's falling in love with her. Um, yeah, so the episode ends. Now, in, the, in this guy's defense, in this guy's defense, yeah. I, I've said I've had, I, I wouldn't say I've, <laughs> I've said I've had feelings, but I indicate that kind of thing Towards when you want to get some action, right? right? That's true. I have feelings in my pants. Right, like you, you say some real <laughs> crazy shit that you would never right. want your friends to hear. Right. 
but it's really because you have a turgid penis right. at the time. Yeah. That's 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 an excellent <laughs> point. He, and an excellent he is use actually of the word he actually feel, thinks yeah. he's falling in love with her, and sadly, he's never watched the show before because he thinks what they have, nobody else has. He thinks they have something yeah. special. So, yeah, um, the episode cute. ends with, as we've already talked about, Eric the Explorer taking Andy aside and kind of like you know ending their thing all together. Um, and then we don't really get to see the rose ceremony at all because, um, they have a, you know, Chris Harrison comes on and, and they have a dedication to Eric. Um, but apparently Tassos, the wedding planner, big shocker, got sent home. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, and the guy with the faux hook. Yeah. And with two earrings. Wow. With two earrings. He has, he has mancessories, which I have very strong feelings about. I think a man, the only accessory a man needs is a nice watch and maybe a wedding band if you're into that. Yeah. Well, but maybe he's the next, uh, you know, contestant on The Bachelor. There's no way. He's, no way. No way. Not with two Chris, Chris, I want Chris the Farmer to be the next. No, but Chris the Farmer will probably be the next Bachelor, even though he's wooden. Because it's not like they haven't I mean, had the, wooden I mean, the next Bachelorette. The oh, next yeah. Bachelorette. He, could be, he could be the next oh, Bachelorette. Good one. Good one. Right. <laughs> Way to, way to fix the joke, Ed. Now we get it. Good job. Yeah. That's it. Uh, I get it. All right. Well, that is excellent. Everybody's really excited for what happens Sorry next I talked so much. I feel like I didn't give you guys some space to chime in. I was no, you did, exactly, you did exactly what you're supposed to do, which is why everyone loves this segment of the show. Fancy pop. Great job, Fancy Sauce. Thank you much. Jason Stewart. I, so blessed to have you on the show. Uh, always, I mean, it's it's such an honor to have a legend join us. So thank you very much, Jason. Thank you, guys. And I, mu- I must uh, I must say that I did eat. Me- I met Ed Daly in person, and that guy is quite the looker. He's a handsome guy. So <laughs> the, the people listening to this podcast that uh, he he's he's underrated. He comes in. He you know he's kind of a backdoor slider, and that he. He kind of surprises you with his attractiveness. Wow. Wow. Is wow. he now uh, – this was pointed out to me, and I liked it. Um, you, on two separate occasions during the draft extravaganza, Jason, you called different men gorgeous. Uh, yes. St- Stringer Bell. That's right. Gorgeous. Stringer so Bell. Yes. Got to agree with that one. Hard Although to also, disagree with, yeah. You also called Chachi Arcola, Scott Baio, right. gorgeous. Wait, I agree with that. I agree with Not that. Not sure I agree on that one. Now Ed Daly, I don't. I wouldn't ask you to juxtapose juxtapose him against Juxtum those oppose? two. Is that like adrenaline? I think he just. I, was gonna, I think he just called me a backdoor slider. I was going to edit that out. Seems like maybe I should belong with Tasso. <laughs> that's true. Ed is a backdoor slider, but also Jason. Can you tell us? Is Ed gorgeous? I wouldn't go that far because wow, okay. it, okay. that's wow. what I'm saying. It, it's no. it's a, it's a surprising attractiveness. You don't think it's coming, and then you're like, wow, that catches no, you off guard. Yeah, right. Yeah, I want to ask you guys just quickly if Halle Berry is not your thing. Like, who is your each of your favorite black actress? Who do you think is the most attractive? Mm, Who's your favorite black? Black actress? Yeah, that's that's it's hard to be put on the spot. I know. I know who mine is. Uh, I'll say. I I will say. I've got somebody I have above Halle Berry. Okay, Kerry Washington. That's right. Really? Too skinny. I I am. I am in need of of voluptuousness and curves, and I'm going to. She's a little skinny. She looked good when she was. So like Shirley Hemphill. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go way back to the '70s with mine, and then again as she reappeared in, in Jackie Brown. I'm gonna say Pam Greer. Oh. Pam Greer. I don't. Brian, I don't, who's your star, Jeff? I'm 
on the spot. Well, this is the guy who chose Eric Decker as the only receiver. <laughs> you, choose, so. I, okay, I'll let you think I about it. An, you can yeah. tell us. No, I have, a, I have another one. Um, this is, and I'm surprised you guys didn't come up with this one. There was this movie a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, this woman was mesmerizing in it. You couldn't take your eyes off her. Um, she was nominated for Academy Award. Precious. The movie was called Precious. <laughs> <laughs> and I've ever since I've had a little bit of a thing for Precious. So that I'm I'm gonna go with Precious. Or are you talking about Monique? <laughs> no, no, Precious. I'm yeah. I'm all Monique in. Monique never. Monique doesn't shave her legs. I'm I'm all in on Precious. <laughs> Google that. Yeah. Uh, Carrie okay. Washington Excellent. is beautiful. Her face is she's beautiful, very, and but she, she does need to bulk looked, up a little bit. Really, she Jason? Real, not there. She looked, she looked real good. Pregnant. Snore, snore. Yeah. She bores me. Sorry. She's good she? actress. Uh, yeah, she's good. All right. Good she to know real, you guys. She looked real good pregnant. Uh, okay. Excellent job, Ed. I'm a little bit jealous. I have never met. I've, I know I've met everyone on this show. I know some of them better than others. Uh, I've never met Ed IRL in real life, so I'm jealous that Jason had that moment. I, too, would like to meet my backdoor slider friend, Ed. And hopefully that will happen in the future. Um, But until then, we'll just keep doing this show. You ready to do it again next week, Ed? Absolutely. All right. Excellent job, as always. That's it, guys. Thanks, guys. For for Ed Daly, for Fancy Sauce, for special guest Jason Stewart, I'm Brian Beckner. This is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. See ya. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.